Oh my gosh, it is late. Well, not really that late, it's dark out. We got some gaming to talk about here at the Gaming Tadpole. Mmm, I'm quenching my thirst on that La Caro- or uh, La Karosk. Lodkarowski. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chase Pond. I got someone here with me now this time. Hi, uh, I'm Cade. I'm Chase's brother. It's good to be here. You have sort of a esports interest in the gaming. Yeah, a little bit. I would say so, yes. For sure. Yeah? You wanting to do an esports tournament now? Or wanting um, to be a participate in it? Um, I haven't really thought about it too much. Um, I'm just a big fan of... You could get a lot of money. I mean, you practice a lot of Smash Brothers. I mean, they're, they're, where's the where's the delay in this? Come on, make some money. Well, it's not that easy. People are really good, Chase, and, um, you know, no, I would have no. to put a lot of time into it to, you know, win actual money. Well, I mean, what about just giving it a shot? It's possible. Okay. Well, I mean, there's... This was DreamHack when they had the Smash Brothers tournament, and... But that's not what's going to be on the show today. Today on the show, we're actually going to be talking about three games. Actually, two games in one big show going on. So going in order, the first thing we're going to be talking about is the new Pokemon game. Pokemon Sword and Shield, as it is. Same game. I mean, you could say just Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Shielded Sword. Pokemon Stretchy Sword. I don't know. You can name it whatever you want, but it's the new, the new Pokemon game. Come, uh, that's exclusive, exclusive, exclusive on the Switch. The first new Pokemon entry to be exclusive on the Switch. Now, that's not to say there wasn't another Pokemon game. Well, we'll get into that uh, one step at a time. Then after that, we gotta talk about the Game Awards, because that's, well the big award ceremony but this year might be the most controversial year yet okay we'll get into that yeah interesting controversy that is that is that is tasty i think i'm tasting it right now and your lacroix lacrox lacrox controversy lacrox aversion controversy so yeah we got that and then we got the or at least my review of call of duty Modern warfare i got a review key from the developers and well you were a big fan of the series maybe this I, game will bring you back i was at one point i played um i guess i don't have anything against it i just kind of lost interest in some way okay well maybe maybe i'll bring it back to you or maybe yep. i won't we'll see yep. oh man that lacrox is getting to me lacrox cannot tea I, I can only even know what's saying anymore i don't think i even done but yeah that's what are the three things we're going to be talking about so again pokemon the game awards and call of duty so that's a good roundup three thing before that what have you been up to um i've just been at school at arkansas university university of arkansas uh studying what um finance and you know i've just been going to school going to classes kind of just living the college student life and yeah now i'm home for thanksgiving what does that have to do with smash brothers well you said yeah 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 how are you doing i told you I yeah did, but that did, your question didn't have to do anything with smash Bros. well well this is the gaming tables <laughs> So it has to no no you don't have to yeah actually I yeah I've been I've been just going through the same just cybersecurity a bit and when I'm not doing cybersecurity I'm doing this and been enjoying that there's a lot of things to cover through the and this year leading up to the or our game awards or at least best game of the year gonna do that with hopefully 
uh, Solab from Second Opinion Podcast. We'll see if our schedules line up. But one thing I do want to bring up that is uh, on the schedule that I'm looking forward to. So every once in a while, I interview a very uh, VIP-ish person, someone who did a lot of things uh, back in, I mean, not even back in the day, but just uh, live industry stuff. That was great. And, you know, we got Star Wars coming out. There was the re-release of Star Wars Jedi uh, Outcast, and I interviewed the director of that game a while back. This next big celebrity interview isn't exactly about games. It's not, well, it is kind of about acting, in general, about film, maybe, but it's also about soap. <laughs> what is this for a movie uh well yeah it could be a movie in fact let's let's say i'm gonna to refresh memory uh, i'm going to play the little commercial that uh, one of the three commercials that have been blowing up all over youtube you may have not heard of this guy james schrader but mm-hmm. you've definitely have seen because you are probably someone on uh, youtube trying to watch your what are your logan pauls or your pewdiepies or whatever oh, uh that's- definitely not definitely not for me but i understand what you're saying no no i i I don't watch them either you know what okay all right (laughs) okay well well let me just play what i'm talking about but yeah if you're on youtube you'd be seeing this before you even get to your i mean before this here we go heads up everything you've been told about shampoo and conditioner is a sham shampoo daily sham conditioners just for women Sham! Washing your hair with chemicals? Poo. Do you want a dry scalp and a dull head of lettuce? Of course not. It's time to toss that salad and start respecting your roots with Dr. Squatch Natural Hair Care for Men. A shampoo and conditioner dream team for every type of hair. Once you have the right tools for the job, let's talk routine. You should only shampoo your hair two to three times per week. That's right. I'm telling you to use our product. Yes, the Dr. Squash. And you... In fact, that's something I probably should also talk about is my time at Dallas Comic Show. But before I get to that, I actually asked some friends, like, have you seen Dr. Squash? Half of them are like, no, I, I've never seen them. this guy before. Uh, this is... I, I've never heard of this. And half of them are like, yeah, I've been trying to watch a video and his commercials keep playing in front of it. And so uh, this guy, he's been blowing up at least for half of people because his videos have like 72 million views or over it. So I'm interviewing James Schreider, the guy in this commercial who's doing all the commie routine, yelling at this one dude he keeps messing with. Less. Uh, How many of our competitors are doing yeah. this? No, not the green guy. Look at the green. Yeah, yeah, the green. This shampoo model is like, oh, come on, just leave me alone. Like, he's just. He's just out of it. I'm talking about this guy. I don't even know what his name is, but this guy in the the in uh if you've seen the Dr. Squash shampoo commercials, James Schrader has this like sidekick character. He always tests out his theories or his observations on. And there was like one thing in the first tra- the first commercial where he was like advertising him, and uh, I mean no advertising. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, advertising him. I'll get to that. Yeah. But he was advertising the soap and telling him. Hey, the soap you shower with, it is, uh, well, you know, it's, I don't, I don't curse in this show, but it's that's really just me. Bad. Yeah. And, you know, talking about Dr. Squash, you need a shampoo with Dr. Squash. 
Uh, and then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, Dr. Squash, it'll make you feel alive. And he's... So this dude here, he's shirtless. And James Schrader is rubbing the soap on his chest. Uh, just slowly uh, okay. and... This is that a commercial? Yeah, it's a commercial. Okay. For Pornhub. <laughs> no. No, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to interviewing this guy. He seems like he could be good. So that's coming up. But as far as what I did today was at Dell's comic show. And this is a event in mostly Richardson Civic Center. A lot of comic book creators, some Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z voice actors... Uh, a few cosplayers, and the signature guests were the director of the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, the one kid from Avengers Endgame, it was Robert Downey Jr.'s daughter, uh, I the I Love You 3000 line. Okay. And then, what was another one? Oh, you know what? Yes. They have one of the physical actors of the TVMT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, oh, yes, they have one of the old Cowboys actors. Not actors. I mean, one of the old Cowboys players uh, from the 70s. So, I mean... That, I'll say this, you're, you're looking for an event that's just going to fill you with activities like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. You'll come out pretty bored of Dallas Comic Show. It's I, I enjoy it because just a, n- another time to see some friends and hang out with them for a bit. In fact, that's pretty much what I did. I just spent hours just talking to friends. Like, and I mean, in comic and anime conventions, that's pretty much all I ever really want to do. And which I know some people want to focus on the activities and I get it. So for those of you who do, I'm going to say Dallas Comic Show is pretty lackluster, but it is cheap. So for 15 or $10 on Saturday or Sunday, you are getting pretty much what you asked for. And that is a hallway of shops. And there are some cosplayers. And stands. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's panels. There's mostly most of them are Q and A. There's maybe like a couple of interactive panels, but most of them are Q and A with different comic book guests and whatever. I guess because I'm not big into comic books, that's why I don't feel much of the impact, what have you, the whole event. Although I did really love the How to Train Your Dragon movies, and that I mean I I couldn't talk even the venue did not allow interviews. For any of the guests. So I much respected and obliged to it. But even then, like, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy director, uh, and I forgot his name, but he was walking around at the event. He was, like, supported by a couple of guys who I assume were, like, his bodyguards. So it's like, well, yeah, he's a very valuable individual. I mean, he he did uh, direct a successful uh, franchise of DreamWorks animated films. And he directed Lilo and Stitch, so I, I get it. But yeah, Dallas Comic Show was like, no, we're not doing any any interviews at all. So and I didn't respect that. Now I'm friends with a lot of cosplayers out there, and even some of the big, even some big ones in Dallas. Which I've I know someone who uh, told me, yeah, I see cosplayers. I see I watch I look cosplayers up on on the internet. A lot of them are very raunchy, and they got a point. I mean, a lot of these cosplayers they sell very 
um, not safe for work photos, but you'd be surprised that that they are their personalities are much bigger than that. In fact, one of my friends is one of those people who sell the raunchy photos, and I'm like, hey, do you want to do what you do? And you want know, people you make a lot of money off of it. People really like it. Then I'm like. Hey, I I'm not shaming anyone, and I think you know, you should do what you want. Uh, it's I'm not the target audience for it, but I'm like, hey, you know, I'm proud of you, and that's just kind of how I felt the whole time. It was interesting because one of them, one of them actually had like some sort of like northern or Wisconsin accent. Players. Yeah, and no, she was really really sweet. That was probably one of the new faces for me. Yeah, like she, we were talking about Wisconsin. Now this isn't a pro Wisconsin thing. She did not like it and i don't either so i i got someone to relate to is like yes wisconsin sucks go not okay (laughs) yeah yeah okay i mean hey like whatever state you want like in fact i i don't mind any state i well i just love my life here is what i'm saying and i did not love my life back in wisconsin but how old were you back in wisconsin i was just a little kid but like I, i just don't have very good memories but yeah you want to be closer to the media side of things, and Wisconsin obviously doesn't have a whole lot of media. Well, there's that, but just all the friends I've made, all the wonderful memories I've had with them, it's like, I don't want to, like, if I had the chan- ch- chance to just move back to Wisconsin and, like, possibly never come back here, that's probably not something I want to do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm no one kidding about Wisconsin sucks. I'm not saying that, but like I'm I don't know. I'm just yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like okay. No, I, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, now getting off of like Wisconsin because I, I'm I'm like to be honest, I'm actually just tired of that conversation. The, the 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 Texas versus Wisconsin or Wisconsin versus Texas thing. I'm done with that. I was kidding about that, but yeah, let's stop this whole one one state over the next battle which i know is not gonna happen but whatever so keep going off track and getting back on track let's talk about the three things that we were going to talk about and the first one of course is pokemon what no nothing oh, right. it's funny okay <laughs> so pokemon yes 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 pokemon yes uh, i think i played pokemon yes uh it's yeah it's a good game pokemon yes but this is actually the new game pokemon sword and shield now Cade here he has been a big fan of pokemon over the years and kept up with it i have not after diamond and pearl i'm like because the all the other pokemon games they've just kind of been there is there is like a few things about these pokemon games that i don't think i i any of them ha- or hold up well too uh, even even the old ones on the game boy and game boy color or game boy advance like there are things about which i will get into but i was like yeah okay maybe it's just not for me anymore and then obviously each of these pokemon games are going to sell like hotcakes and that's fine uh the 3ds is basically one of the best-selling platforms because mainly pokemon they've had like what what was it x and y x and y2 and then yeah a whole bunch so now the switches and the thing that people have been wanting ever since the nintendo 64 came out is like we want what we've been playing on the game boy but to translate that onto consoles we want a console experience pokemon game and for the longest time that they've had pokemon stadium and stadium 2 which you know people like i enjoy but i get it's not the definitive pokemon game console game that people were 
looking for. Because really, it's just the battling part of Pokemon with a couple mini games. You don't have any of that ex- exploring places, uh, catching Pokemon, uh, trading them, or doing any of the other things. It's really just the battle simulator. And then you have like Pokemon Snap, which is just like an on rail shooter. I mean, Pokemon on consoles has experimented in so many ways, except for just giving that console Pokemon experience. And now with the Nintendo Switch, which is basically a Pokemon console, after they did that Switch remake of Pokemon Go, it was like Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, Yes. And then they're like, you want... People want a full-fledged Pokemon game that is true to the nature, but we're gonna do we're gonna make it more accessible for people like Chase, who's just kind of not really been into Pokemon anymore. And you know, what? after seeing Detective Pikachu, I was like, I'm gonna give Pokemon a chance. The next Pokemon game that comes out, I'm gonna play it. And that has so happened to be Sword and Shield, which I ended up getting Sword because that was more. So we're going to play the trailer, and then we're going to talk about uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Wait, where is it? Right here. Here we go. The trailer for Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll be back after this. Now, it's almost semi-important to talk about the controversy of Pokemon Sword and Shield. And why I mean semi-important is because, well, joke's on these people who were really, really upset about this game because it sold, uh, like, hotcakes already. So, or gangbusters, whatever kind of term you want to say. Basically, this whole controversy, which was two controversies... Uh, regarding this game is was basically ineffective but what were they anyway well the first one it was and i reported on this like several months ago and this was back when i didn't ha- didn't feel anything for pokemon and the course before i even saw detective pikachu or maybe it was after well whatever whenever it happened there was a whole thing about the animations and Pokemon Sword and Shield being crap yep. compared to this bootleg Pokemon game that was resurfacing. And I remember this. Yes. And when I saw like footage of comparisons, I felt it was very vague because I didn't really see what the whole game of the the, the bootleg game was like, as opposed to and because it was showing comparisons between Pokemon Sword and Shield and then Pokemon, the, this bootleg 
bootleg Pokemon game. The bootleg Pokemon game had very crazy, over-the-top, like, Dragon Ball Z-like animations. And what the, the comparison they made in showing Pokemon Sword and Shield was just the wild area and uh, the trainer traveling to it. I'm like, okay, that what kind of comparison is that? That's not even... doesn't even give a clear thing. And not only that, I don't even know much of this bootleg... Like, what's... What is it about? Like, what do you do besides battling? Like, and how many Pokemon are in the bootleg game as opposed to Sword and Shield? Because Sword and Shield has 400, and... The bootleg game had, like, 60. Yeah, that's a that's a other thing. Like, I mean, the less Pokemon you have... Because what people don't see is that this... I mean, I get it in some regard but this is almost an indie studio this is game freak has a hundred employees total and they are working on three games so pokemon they, they were working on pokemon let's go eevee and pikachu and then pokemon sword and shield at the same time and you know having to try to make that crazy of an, or that level of crazy animations for 900 pokemon or 400 pokemon that would take several years and I have no idea if it can even be accomplished on the Switch, considering what everybody says the Switch is less powerful than the PS4 and Xbox One. And that's another thing, this bootleg Pokemon game was built from the ground up on PC. And the PC has a much... I mean, heck, you look at Half-Life Alex, that is far superior looking than any game. And that's not the same thing bad about Nintendo Switch, but that's just the thing, is the Nintendo Switch is built on an inferior graphics chip. So, again, it's like, okay, could it be possible? Maybe, but you have to kind of look at everything about regarding that. And then, of course, then we get to the other controversy, which is the National Dex. And what I... I, First, I didn't even know what the heck this National Dex is. And then I found out, well, it's a... It's a... Pokedex where you can take Pokemon that you caught and raised in an earlier Pokemon game and you get to just transfer that into this new Pokemon game without, you know, having to catch any other Pokemon. It's just basically, you know, you just take, use the same Pokemon you've had for the last game or the last game, which I find that to be a really weird thing to do in a game about catching Pokemon and exploring new wildlife. But the reason why they said that they decided not to uh, have the Poke or the National decks because they wanted to focus on more gameplay ideas, which they are there. And I will have to say, I really do enjoy them. They do kind of bring another layer to this whole thing about being a trainer and this whole world that's just inhabited by Pokemon. I mean, one thing the movie kind of told me or made me want out of a Pokemon game is an option to just spend time with your Pokemon. Like, not just using the fight and then trade and then fight. And there are a few things you could do. Uh, And some of this is really, are really things, actually all of it, are things that can help you level up your Pokemon in other ways besides battling. And that's kind of the biggest thing to take from Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield is the accessibility. One of the things that I just grown to really hate about all the old Pokemon games, and I mean all of them, is just the navigation. Because you're in this world where every time you want to go to a new place, every time you want to go to a new area that you haven't explored, you have to go through routes. And in these routes, every like five seconds 
or every like couple of steps you get into a random battle you get into a random battle you get into the random battle and there's gonna be a point where okay i don't want to battle i just want to get to the next area or get to a different place or maybe i want to try to look for a specific pokemon instead of dealing with all these, these things that i don't want to and that is a really big thing that this game does to a much greater benefit is that the world is laid out to where you see where the pokemon are and for those who want that mystery pokemon of like okay what am i gonna get they're still they they leave that in there too like there is this exclamation mark that pops in the grass and you can choose to go to it uh, to see what kind of pokemon is in there or not and plus if you're doing oh excuse me if you're doing things like reeling in a or reeling in uh, to try to catch a fish type Pokemon. Again, that's another thing. You don't know what type of Pokemon you'll get. But as far as the mystery, that option is still there, but also the option to just get around the place and also level up your Pokemon in other ways besides just continuously battling another Pokemon uh, or the same one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree with those uh, points you made. Yeah, and yeah, and Cade's also playing Pokemon as we speak, so there's yep. that, and, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, w- w- would you say that there's some benefit that that this game had that other games don't? Um, it's definitely, like you said, more accessible. It's more, like, convenient, like, you can uh, swap your Pokemon easier, and there's more places to heal, and you don't have to teach HMs, so you can just kind of, like, fly instantly and you know swim when you get to that part so there's a lot of convenience things like that and you know the wild pokemon being different so yeah yeah actually that's another thing because before you had to train a pokemon to surf or swim or use rock tomb instead you have these devices that allow you to do all these things and which is great so now you don't have to rely on a pokemon to do all that i mean you can still teach a pokemon fly or waterfall or any of that stuff but it's not like in order to get around a place you need that because you have basically have a bicycle that later can turn into a sort of one that's hovering on water then you have yeah you have a flying taxi so it's like okay there's many ways to uh, get around the place and that is great and this whole setting is basically a uh a pokemon version of london and usually pokemon games they've been about Japanese locations or Japanese aesthetics and this is where they decide to go out to London in the UK which is a really interesting setting uh, and does lead to some really cool locations especially where you start off in all these Pokemon games you're just in this small town covered by trees or covered by rocks or what have you and this you're basically like in a, on a farm where your next door neighbors your best friends they're in this other ranch and there's all these little sheep pokemon just rolling around the place yeah woos they're just rolling around the place one of them actually try to break through a fence that's actually another thing i really enjoy about this over the previous pokemon games or at least it kind of brings me back to a game i really liked out of the series that hasn't got a whole lot of attention that is pokemon coliseum and xd gal darkness 
and those were the games where they actually put a story into Pokemon. It isn't just about, you know, I gotta collect these badges and then, you know, beat the final four and then you win. Oh, and then there's this evil organization that wants to destroy all the Pokemon or whatever. Instead here, it is, this themed around fame because they actually explain why people want to become a Pokemon master in the first place. Everybody in this game wants recognition and it's really cool seeing how some of these get or some of these uh, rivals you face they get really crazy with their just their need of how did you feel about the rival hop oh okay so before we get to that hop yeah hop is basically a british ash ketchum he is bit, yeah. yeah he is uh, the, your best friend in this who is also your rival he, he is ash ketchum he's just as dumb as ash he's all about battling and being fired up like he even does that ash ketchum pose he is kind of uh, a weirdo but i kind of grown to like him only because we're it, it shows the realistic side of ash because ash in in this in, in these anime and yeah on all this all these shows he always acts like a pretentious individual and then just somehow beats the competition where hop is more realistically you kind of act like oh man i'm gonna beat you i'm gonna no, you're gonna lose because you're like way too cocky and way too uh and not the the, the funny thing is he keeps wanting to battle you. He cause he always, ev- Pop. Yeah. Yeah, he always yeah. A lot of battles. More battles than usual. Yeah. He like after a couple of gyms he'll a uh, gym battles, he'd be like you want okay i want to i may have not won against you last time but i'm gonna beat you this time and there's a point where you're like hop you're not gonna beat him it's like you just feel bad for hop you're like poor hop he really wants to i mean that's the whole thing about fame it's like yeah so would you prefer your rival to be a friend or more like in generation two where he was the red-haired kid was like a, a jerk like a real rival you know what i mean would you rather yeah, be friendly I, or like a, I would rather be friendly rival. because the one in Generation 2, he was unrealistically rude. The, I mean, the, this one, he's just a dork. And that's just kind of what I like about Hop is that he is just... He is Ash Ketchum. If, if you were, were to put it in his, the outcomes of his situations in a more realistic manner. Because in the show, it's always playing on his favor. But really, Ash is so dumb. Like, he, he, is, he is not as... Like... He, he's probably failed, like, third grade, like, five times. He's easily one of the most, you know... And, and and Hop is like the self-aware of all that. We're yeah. And also, I would now I would be kind of. I mean, whenever just someone just keeps wanting to bow you, I could have. I would be kind of like, okay, enough is enough. But that's another thing. The music here, which is composed by the Undertale creator, uh, I forgot what his name is. Uh, Toby Fox. Yeah, Toby Fox. He actually uh, wrote the or well, he composed the music. I don't know for the a whole game or I don't for. I think it's the whole game. I think it's just a couple songs, maybe. But the music in this is really good. In fact, the soundtrack is. I'm gonna pull that up because I tried to download it, but uh, YouTube is like, no, no, we don't. We, we're gonna copyright you. I'm like, why? I'm just downloading a video. Like, no. Well, Sorry. YouTube. YouTube logic. Yeah. Let me get to. Yeah, the music in this is great.
that was his own theme song. And another I, one is a good one is a bead. Oh, bead! Actually, probably my second favorite is, are the gym battle songs. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's it's got some techno to it, but yeah, the music in this is really good. So I'm like, okay, I so what? I'll I'll battle you again just to listen to that beat and also kick your butt again because Hop is like one of the easiest boss fights. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I kind of like that. Having that dork of a best friend who always thinks he's going to beat you. And then there's a point where he just wants to fight you because he wants you to beat them. Be him. And it's like, wow, Hop is just really enjoying this. Or at least... loves Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, and enjoy, enjoys, the, enjoys the beating of his own Pokemon. I mean, let, let's just be honest. This whole thing about Pokemon is like... You're you're capturing you're buying these creatures in their own habitat. And you're capturing them against their will, and then oh. having them beat the snot out of other it's Pokemon. Not, I mean, it's not that. You know, it's not. But that bad. Detective Pikachu pretty much stated that. You know, Rhyme yeah, City. Detective Pikachu isn't also canon. It's just kind of like its own spinoff. You know. Okay. Still, like that movie is like, oh wow. So, because in that movie, like battling was illegal, and in this is like, no, everybody, everybody can. You know, screw Pokemon. Let's let beat them up. Let's kill them for the, the gym badges. Like Ash, that's the thing. Is like, if, if this was, if this wasn't as cartoony as it was, and like these. Pokemon Pokemon actually did die, then, like, these trainers wouldn't give a crud, because, hey, at least they get their badge. Oh, well, my, my Inteleon died, but hey, at least I got this shiny new badge, so it was a sacrifice well worth. Yeah, you will be you remembered by my victory, way. yeah. You could look at it like that. Yeah, you could, because all these trainers, they, they don't care about their Pokemon's feelings, no. But you're a trainer but, who cares about your Pokemon's feelings. Yeah, that's why. That's why we play play in the tent, the camp. But what about you? Said you beat the whole game. Yeah, I beat so the whole game. At, I, I hugged every Pokemon. That's what I did. Okay. Okay. That's that doesn't actually up in the game. But so yeah, the story. I mean, the base of this of getting all badges and competing. That's still there. But they do kind of explain the rules about it, and they also talk about how each. Uh, contender they get these uh, cards as almost like a little voucher it's like like an actual tournament like if you want to participate you got to have a sponsor so that's where you can kind of get all these or get cards from either your friend like the new scientist here which is Sonya well there's an old lady but it's really the mainly the scientist uh, the main scientist in this game is Sonya uh, who follows you around the whole game I and well, the old lady she is, uh, which is Sonya's grandmother, but Sonya is pretty much the main star, because, I mean, Sonya's grandmother just kind of sh- is there, uh, like, she's there at the very beginning, but Sonya is, like, following you around this journey and, like, just seeing you progress as a trainer and also, like, uncovering this whole mystery about the sword, the sword and the shield Pokemon. Even just the history of the how Pokemon came to be of these ancient battles and all that. There is some, like, medieval fantasy lore that they talk about, about you know the history ancient pokemon all that because the whole game you're also trying to figure out okay the we just saw a we just saw these two pokemon that were that almost had like a sword and shield symbol to them but the legend legend has it that they died like long time ago but did they that's kind of the thing you're really figuring out as you're going along with this but 
now you're saying, okay, well, what about... Is there an evil organization wanting to just... No, actually, yeah. It's all about these... All about these different rivals wanting to just be something. And just the crazy things they'll do to try to be that. And, of course, one of the not nice rivals... Probably one of the main rivals you got is Bede. Yeah, and Bede is the one who just takes things to a whole nother level. And it isn't like Gary where everybody's like, Oh, he's so... He's so awesome. But he's personally a jerk to you. No, and... Instead, instead, this guy had no love. Like, he really wants to be something because he really thinks he's nothing if he doesn't get the, if he doesn't get the uh, gym badges and, you know, become the Pokemon Esser. Yeah. So there's this whole thing about self-worth and being, just being famous. And that's pretty much the antagonist of this story. There's not this evil organization. In fact, the, the organization you do face is called Team Yell and they're actually nothing but fans for one of the rivals in the game who is also a really nice person but her fans are just too crazy like they bully people and she doesn't really approve of that so it's like yeah i mean your fans or sometimes yeah they suck suck. yeah which the the fans they're all kind of weird because they're all like heavy rock band guy or rock metal guys with like these little horns and but that's the thing is there was more character building in this than in previous pokemon games like even the gym uh the gym bat or the the uh, gym leaders like you actually kind of see i mean there is a lot of visuals to at least where the gym leaders come from that kind of showcase you know what what their life is but then you go to uh, team yell and the gym leader of team yell and when you find out what they're all about it's like okay i there is stuff i really like about no don't get me wrong this is still cheesy as heck this is still a story aimed at kids I mean, there is Leon, the ultimate champion, and basically his catchphrase is, I'm the ultimate champion. That's me, Leon. And he says that a lot. He's like, don't you fear Leon, the champion of everything. He's very highly of himself. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, it ties back into fame and self-worth, but it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, that's all who he is. I mean, as opposed to his brother Hop. But still, I was actually interested in the story. And the fact that it doesn't end after you complete all the gym battles, there's actually a a post-game story, too, that's even more bizarre, but yet very interesting. I was like, wow, I'm actually really interested to see where the story goes instead of just, okay, this gym badge now the next gym badge okay there's this evil organization in my way now next gym badge i mean yeah i was i i did the story was your most the most impressive part of it for you yeah because it's just been the same thing all the time like there there's six different types of gym badges or eight and then, well, there's this evil organization that'll come in. There's Team Rocket, there's Team Aqua or Manga, and all of them are about finding this legendary Pokemon and using it to, to destroy everything. And now there is a villain in this that does cause some mass destruction, but it's for a different reason. Even though, yeah, at the end of the day, still, there's still some mass destruction going on. But, I mean, yeah, I was like, there was actually something going on in this instead of just... Because the anime is 
pretty, for the longest time, is pretty much the one to try to give these characters something more than what the game is giving them. Because Mei, she uh, wasn't really much of a character, but when I saw her in the anime, I thought there was something going on. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a big story person, but is the story... I mean, it's still cheesy, still kind of cliche, but hey, that's good. Did you like any of the new Pokemon? Uh, of course, the gameplay is the importance, because, well, when it comes down to it, it's still Pokemon, and, I mean, it's still the same thing. You talk about it being a different game, or a very different game. No, the formula is still catch Pokemon, battle other Pokemon, trade Pokemon, kind of that. You get four abilities, and then you'll have to remove one ability to learn a new one if you want to do that, because you can only carry four, you're, each of your Pokemon can only carry four abilities in their head at a time, which is weird. Like, I mean, because it's like, he forget this power attack, but he remembers this attack. So I'm like, are, so are the Pokemon dumb? Because they can only remember four things. Yeah, so people think that's funny because in Alakazam's uh, uh, Pokedex, it says he's like, has a 10,000 IQ or something, but he can only know four things. Yeah, that's... Actually, and here's another th thing that was kind of dumb. Uh, I, I mean, only going to the story one one more time. So, I know this is a stupid thing to kind of hang on, but you can go into random people's houses, and the first thing they say isn't, Who are you? Please get out of my house. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> it's like, that's every game. I mean, every RPG you play, well, you talk to people inside, they don't say... Who are you? Well, well, okay. I mean, and probably a, a kid-friendly RPG. I would say not all RPGs. Like, I would play the outer, the outer worlds. And if I if I go into someone's house, they are gonna be like, "Hey, who are you? What are you doing in here?" Or and they are gonna be like that. But in in a yeah, in a game that is family-friendly. Some say aimed at kids. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not gonna. They're not going to question you being in their house they're just gonna say you know i always wanted to be a pokemon trainer too some person i just met who went into my house for some reason there's even one of the houses pays a reference to the shining you mean shine or what do you then it so this isn't i no this isn't no shining the movie it's a horror movie oh uh, so there is this, I think it's in the water, the town. There is a house you can go in, and it's got two twin kids saying something. I think it's, we're going to play with any invaders forever and ever. They're going to say, like, we're going to make sure people don't, or uh, people don't invade our house or something like that. And they got a ghost Pokemon with them. And I'm like, okay, is this, I mean, maybe this is just coincidence, but I'm like, did, did, was there a Shining reference just now? I mean, okay. They didn't say necessarily come play with us, Pokemon Trainer, forever and ever. But they did say, oh, there's a new play date coming. Our ghost Pokemon will take care of it. I'm like, okay, that's weird. It's also kind of a reference to uh, the original anime, uh, the ghost type gym leader, Sabrina. That's kind of how she was like. She was like a crazy little girl who like, you know, pretty much along the same lines. Yeah, okay. So anyway, back to the <laughs> gameplay. So... Was that not close to the gameplay? Mm. 
kind of. I mean, that was more Yeah, I mean, it was kind of exploring. Because, yeah, you can't explore, but, I mean, it was kind of a story bit. Because I was like, okay, no, nobody would let you in their house if you they've never seen you before. And, okay. Because what people really want out of a Pokemon game is not how to walk in people's houses. It's to... Okay, am I going to have fun? I think there's a lot of people, um, including me, who play Pokemon and don't really don't really care about the story, to be honest. No, I I get it because it Pokemon has been entirely gameplay focused for the longest time. And even when there's a story here, there is still a huge devotion to gameplay. It isn't like it isn't like what, what Kingdom Hearts or the Death Stranding game where there's like four hour cutscenes of characters is talking about historical things no it's i mean you get to know a little bit about the character which i'm bringing up because i'm like i like that that this is putting a little more focus on the story and not just doing the same old same old like i thought that was one of the things aside from the accessibility that i really like so that's why i really wanted to bring it up but yeah it is still a gameplay lots of pokemon on pokemon action catching pokemon and it still works as it does back then i mean still as it is but there are some differences now they and to make the hunt a little more interesting for these pokemon they give you balls that are they give you why did i say balls like that they give you pokeballs that hey hoops oh and hoops is it has a cameo hoops Hoops, say some no she doesn't want to she just wants some attention yeah anyway so the pokemon or i mean yeah the the different pokeballs you can collect they like some of them are some of them focus on different pokemon they they specialize in so instead of doing you know you got pokeball you got great ball and then you got ultra ball and then master ball that's it instead you well i mean you pretty much get these through shops but they're pokeballs that focus on okay so the dive Pokeball, that's good for Pokemon underwater. The net Pokeball. Uh, has been in the game for a while, but it is a cool thing. Well, yeah, but then you have, like, the net Pokeball that's for bug... Yeah, and then you got one that's about... Okay, so as... The longer your, uh, the longer the match has been going, the more chance you have of successfully catching the Pokeball, like the Timer Ball. Timer and then there's one about catching Pokemon of the opposite gender, and like love yeah, Love Ball, I think. And there's one like making it a lot friendlier. And maybe some of this has been. Again, I've fallen out of Pokemon since after what was it Diamond and Pearl, and that was 2006, I think. But the other thing they do with these Pokemon is that each of them have perks and personality traits. And what I mean by that, and specifically, the Pokemon, like, they have different uh, statistical abilities to maybe say, like, I'll take Corviknight as a great example, uh, one I've been using a lot. When you put Corviknight out, the opponent cannot eat berries at all. One of the abilities, yeah. Yeah, so there are these passive abilities in addition to the attacks uh, each year. And a lot of these Pokemon have passive abilities. Yeah, they they pretty much all do, yeah. Yeah, which I think is a nice addition to it. And additionally, there is the personality. When I mean personality, I mean friendliness, specifically. It isn't like there's, you know, deep personality choices. No, it's whether or not you are spending time with your Pokemon by playing with them or just, you know, help or relying on them a lot. And, you know, they get friendlier and friendlier to where they 
even start thinking about things. And that could be a, a sort of a, basically a plus and minus for you because if something happens to them where either they're confused, it, it's either when they're, yeah, it's usually when they're confused and they just start thinking about, you know, things they really like and that that's just a little thing you have to heal. Or they get friendly to where... They don't want to be that aggressive uh, during battle. And that's some really cool thing that I really like this new Pokemon game. In addition to that, there are 400 Pokemon. I mean, I have never seen a Pokemon game have this many Pokemon to collect. I can, I really cannot think of another one. Well, technically, even though this there is something that I care about, but technically this is... This actually has the least amount of Pokemon. Well, that's the national decks because that the thing that the national decks doesn't bring in is or the, the thing that the national decks doesn't tell you is that the national decks isn't like okay so the previous pokemon games they all had over 800 no they didn't the national decks just allows them to carry pokemon from other games so they can't really if those pokemon games weren't in that one originally then just kind of be then it wouldn't even you couldn't even catch it so it's more or less the national decks is just a transferring device so in in that regard yes this is the Pokemon game with the most selection. The well, if you're talking about it like that, the last um, Pokemon game, I believe it was Sun and Moon. Um, I believe had like 500, but that's, I don't. That's not important. Yeah. But either way, I'm not someone who cares about how many is in. Yeah. But I'm like, holy crud, there's all this. Because every route I go to, there's just all... I'm constantly running to new Pokemon. Now, eventually, I've caught so many of them that I've kind of filled up my Pokedex a lot. And yeah, of course, eventually, you catch so much, you don't run into ones you haven't seen before. So I just end up going to... Are you trying to complete the Pokedex? I don't know, but I know I'm like over halfway full and I'm like, yeah, that was really crazy to be able to do that. And some of these Pokemon, they were tough to get because these- Like a 1% chance and stuff like that. Some of these Pokemon, they will fight you. I'm getting caught. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, Delibird is, like, one of the older Pokemon and yeah, he would not get in that ball. It would take me so long. It's, like, really crazy. But then the funny thing is when I do catch these Pokemon, I always name them weird things. And there was this little spoof on YouTube that just sums up how I'm playing this game. In a way. I will say it is an exaggerated version. I mean, you'll probably see. Aside from all the sexual talk, this 
<laughs> there, that is kind of my experience playing this game because the game does let you, if you've already played a Pokemon game before, it does let you skip the tutorials so you don't have to go through all that again, which I think is great. And yeah, I've ended up doing that kind of like in, in this video where he's like, blah, 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 Pokemon stuff. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of the beginning opening scene of it is just a recap of what Pokemon are and all that, which I mean, part of me is like, well, this game is so successful that you don't need a re exclamation of it. But at the same time, I mean, Kennedy's two years old and I there we have a picture of Kennedy holding Pokemon, one of the Pokemon games on the on the Game Boy Advance or DS or whatever, or 3DS. And she was like one and a half i think but i don't have the picture with me right here but anyway yeah i keep naming my pokemon weird names i named my lapras lap dance which again sounds sexual but i promise that is not all these pokemon i mean i named one of the like charcoal i named them rocky roll road like ice cream even though it's just literal rocks although there's a there's a pokemon called vanilla and i named him vanilla and yeah vanillix i think yeah, there are some really abstract Pokemon designs. Because I, uh, I like weird. I like things that are not, like, just plain and ordinary. I like something that is very unique that I have not seen before. And, like, all these new Pokemon designs, they're really cool. There are some that aren't even just weird. They're just so darn cool. I think it's Alios, but it's a, just a floating sword and a shield. Yeah. has, like, these epic attack animations. Like, there is some cool-looking Pokemon in this game. Or at least to me again i've been talking and giving this game praises even though i had some criticisms but yeah i think they were pretty fair some you know pretty fair uh, critiques of the game you know i don't think you said anything that was too undeserving but with all these praise do i think it, it, um, okay so immediately am i gonna say this is one of the best games of the year no i won't i will definitely say no and Probably one of the first things is that this is not quite one of the more most visually impressive games on the Switch. Which, again, I'm not the biggest deal about graphics and all that. But even for on the Nintendo Switch, I have played games or that came out earlier this year that looked better. And that was because part of Pokemon Sword and Shield is still stuck in this sort of 2D era. Some of that is with the sound design. Because most of these Pokemon, they sound like, like chiptunes. Where there's like a couple of them, like Pikachu. It sounds like Pikachu from the anime. Which is weird. Like it is very jarring at, at times. I mean, eventually I got over it. But it's still like, yeah, uh, if you're gonna have Pikachu and Eevee sound like they do in the anime, then why not just everybody else? Yeah, well, I know what you mean. They're just kind of like, it's just like, like a cry, like a generic cry. Yeah, and the animations, I'm with people saying, oh man, the animations suck. No, they don't. There are actually some really cool animations in this. And it, it does get crazy, especially when you uh, Gigamax them, which that's one of the things to the, I hear that this is carried over from Sun and Moon, uh, maybe. Uh, 
It's not, no, it's okay, not. but yeah, Giga Maxing is basically turning, making your Pokemon freaking huge, almost like a Godzilla-like creature. And then all of its attacks are the just these extreme ability-based attacks that just deal so much damage, or at least depending on whether or not it's effective. And yeah, they're really cool. Those are really great animations, and especially the signature attacks of the, each of these Pokemon, and which there are again a lot. There's some Pokemon that uh, there's one later on, which is just a lot of mini marching creatures that just line up together. Yeah, like there is some there's some great animations with these Pokemon, but I wouldn't say yeah because <laughs> if it's not their signature attacks, if it's not them Gigamaxing, it, there are attacks where you're like, okay, that's fine, it's simple, but you can tell the person is the the Pokemon is attacking and doing a move, and then there's something like. Like the digging move where it's a classic Pokemon move but so my zappy hole <laughs> yeah zappy hole who is uh, one of the, I mean that's a, another name I gave to a Pokemon but one of the new was one of the old attacks is a dig and when zappy hole dug it was not even like he didn't even have any sort of movement it was just staying still and just wiggling around that not not that bad but it's like still like okay he's not actually digging it's it just disappears yeah well it, he barrows underground under rock uh so it doesn't it, it doesn't go that bad but it's like okay there 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 are attacks that happen where these pokemon are not even that their bodies are just moving around and it's like okay well so then if they're just if they're 3d then why are they acting like 2d sprites now because that's what i remember from pokemon even diamond and pearl is that there were no animations in the in the sprites they were pretty much just images and sometimes that just happens when these uh, pokemon attacks it's just 3d images and I, i get it but i'm like Okay, so you're gonna have some, like, Inteleon will do a snipe shot that's really cool, where he just sits down and he does, like, a little James Bond sniper shot. And then there's, an, I guess, an Ion attack, which is grass, and he just stays in idle animation and then just goes up in the air and, you know, it, it does the attack. But he, that's a, you don't have to, like, animate every inch or second of them doing the attack. But kind of to where you can tell at least they're doing a attack. That's why people were mad because Game Game Freak has a lot of money and they thought that they should have spent more money to make it look more, you know, fluid. But again, Game Freak is still very small. Yeah, but with all that money, they can make themselves bigger. I mean, that's the thing is, this whole thing about, man, Game Freak is just lazy. They're just lazy. No, I think what the case is, Game Freak made two Pokemon games in two years. There was Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, which probably shared a lot of similarity improvements to this game. That's just the thing is, like, you're going into 3D because 2D sprites, I guess, you don't have to animate them necessarily all the time. 
or maybe, but when you're going into 3D, that's a lot more work. So you really can't just keep cranking these out every year, which I don't think they are. I think what really happened is they wanted to make a Pokemon game for the Pokemon Go fans, and they wanted to make a Pokemon game for the original Pokemon fans. Because that's what Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu really was. It was basically Pokemon for people who really love Pokemon Let's Go. But still, after this, I, I don't I don't want them to make an, like, I don't saying don't make another Pokemon game ever again. Of course not. I mean, I don't think anyone knows Pokemon better than Game Freak, but they should take a break. Like, focus on other IPs. There was a game they came out with a few years back. It was a 2D elephant platformer and I heard it was really good. And it was just something really crazy that they made. That was also their first game that wasn't a Nintendo exclusive because it went on Steam too. So they could do more than just Pokemon. Was this the little town thing? No, it's not the little town, although that came out. I haven't played that yet. This was another game they worked on. But still, yeah, you don't have to just do Pokemon. Luigi's Mansion. No, Game Freak didn't do Luigi's Mansion. That was like... Game Freak didn't, but I'm saying you played Luigi's Mansion. No, I did. You did? Yeah. And you liked it? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, so I just think, yeah, after this, that definitely do some post-launch updates, which they are. They're basically kind of creeping in a little more Pokemon through these raid battles, which that's probably another thing I need to talk about is the raid battles, which are one of the new signature things about it, where with either AI or friends to basically take down one Gigamax Pokemon and take down their shield and like basically defeat it before it throws you away with its uh, gust. Because there's like a there's like a wind that just keeps getting worse and worse if you take longer to take down the Pokemon. So you do kind of race against some sort of time. But also if you complete manage to complete this not only will you possibly get a new pokemon but you also will get some xp candy in addition to the rare candy that's in this which fans of pokemon will know rare candy is how you just immediately level up a pokemon but xp candy is a little more advanced than that because it's again leveling up xp and which can turn level them up but like a large xp or an extra large xp can level up a pokemon in several levels and not just one so that's another way to bypass having to grind. The other ways is, again, playing with them in these little camps, which they are nice. I do put my Pokemon in a camp every once in a while and play with them. Even though at the moment there's just throwing a ball at them or tickling them with a feather, and then you play this uh, uh, cooking mini game. I would really like for there to be even more of that going forward because I want to spend time with Pokemon that I catch. I just don't want to use them to fight Pokemon all the time because that's probably one of the things you see in the anime even like they don't just fight with their Pokemon they go have picnics with their Pokemon do you want to keep hurting your Pokemon no see I'm Pokemon lives matter Pokemon lives matter yeah they do they do Hoops is like what are you two doing Anyway, yeah, we've gone on this for a while, but I mean, because there was a lot to talk about at Pokemon. But what what else did we not talk about in the game? Oh no, the online. The online, yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, not good. What do Nintendo? Yeah, Nintendo doesn't. So I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I thought the Smash Brothers online worked. Okay, but it's also not phenomenal. 
Okay. Yeah, and in the online, you can trade with other players. You can link battle, or you can join in on their raids, which it's fine. But again, Nintendo is kind of behind on this. So, but I mean, there is some benefit to it. Again, because there is a... Pokemon has been able to do this con for 20 years. And the con is sell you the same game twice. But the, the two different versions, one of them is going to have exclusivity to this Pokemon and one, another one's going to have exclusivity to another Pokemon. So you have to buy two versions in order to catch them all. Which is a really cruddy thing that... Uh, that's something that I won't forgive Game Freak for. And But many people do. Like this, out of all things to be upset of Game Freak over recent years, this is not. Like people have been okay with playing the same game twice for years. Like, they're, they have no exclamation for why these Pokemon have to be in this game, but this Pokemon has to be in this other game, which is otherwise the same. So it's like, wow, they've gone away with that for years. But yeah, the Link battle could kind of bridge the gap between the Pokemon that are exclusive to Sword, because you can trade with other, uh, po- with other trainers who own the Sword version or the Shield version, and I think that's great. Again, that's more accessible than the past game where you couldn't be able to get other Pokemon from that are otherwise exclusive to another game. So that is great. But yeah, the online isn't that great. I'll say another thing. The last thing you can do besides battle is called Poke Jobs. So every time you go to the Poke or the, what is it, the, the Poke Center, there is this little uh, kiosk where you find all the Pokemon you caught, including ones that are still in the box. So, like, you can only carry six Pokemon at a time. So, if you catch her in seventh one, it goes into the box. And then there is these jobs you can take where you can have more than six Pokemon at a time to take on these jobs that lasts up to a real full-time day, which you can choose how long you want them uh, there, though. But, yeah, that's another thing that earns them XP, and it does... It does earn them quite a bit of XP. Actually, it is kind of helpful. So I can't say it's not a bad thing. But I think it would kind of been cool if they did something like maybe had mini games with these Pokemon do these jobs instead of like, oh, go do these jobs. Okay, come back the next day. But I kind of get it. And the fact that I have like over 200 Pokemon, that kind of keeps me off of having to level up each of them individually so it is like you do you have some breather off your back so oh you know what actually why am i forgetting the wild area oh yeah yeah that's probably the i mean all of this is the the hub area for all multiplayer content and even just to find random pokemon is in a plane called the wild area is just this big canvas that's just littered with pokemon everywhere but they are organized in different regions of the wild area where you can go like okay so if i were to go to the desert sand pokemon i would go to this desert area of the if i want to go find a ghastly there is this haunted castle like 
up on the left side or a dustclops if you want so it and it does change every day because they do shuffle out pokemon every day there are different pokemon in the wild area than there were when you played it the other day because i've gone to the wild area several times and there are pokemon that will just stay there but then there will be pokemon that were not there the other day that are here now and that's where i caught umbreon and the i think it's leafeon but yeah so it the the wild area is probably to keep people busy catching more pokemon because that's where they're gonna release post updates of adding in more pokemon which is good so if anybody wants to battle but anyway i really like this game i don't think it's perfect i don't think it's one of the best games of the year but it's definitely one of the most fun of this year which is weird to say when it's not one of the best but it is one of the most fun because the, the problems that are there for me i can't overlook them and even though there is some quality of life improvements about this game not everything is a of a quality of life improvement and going forward i also like to not even deal with gym battles anymore which i know that's kind of a bold that is a daring thing to do but i'm like so in the last game sun and moon they actually did do gym battles Oh, okay. Well, wanted them back. Okay, well, I guess they're just going by the fans. So, well, what do I know? I Yeah, that's what I'll say. If you just don't like Pokemon in general, you don't like turn-based RPGs, this is not going to change your mind. Uh, it's the same way as another game I'm going to talk about soon is... Yeah, this is not this is not going to please everybody, but I had a good time with it. And that's why I give it a good stamp. And I'll take it over to you. Uh, for what, my rating? Well, yeah, your overall thoughts. I thought it was really good. And obviously the same thing. There's definitely like clear flaws, but um, to me as a Pokemon fan, I don't really care that much. I guess I'm I'm pretty e- I can pretty much easily overlook, you know, some bad graphics or whatever or bad plot. You know, um, it doesn't really bother me. It's just more more about the battling and like the gameplay from my perspective. So I thought they did a good job with that. Yeah, I do. I mean, actually, I liked the plot. That was the thing. That was just some... like compare. I mean, I guess it was. You could say it's better than it has been, but you know, compared to like a Earthbound or no, it's definitely not any uh, any big story. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there you have it. Oh, you what? Well, uh, Pokemon has kind of come back for me. Maybe I'll get into the Pokemon anime again because you know they're releasing. A new season with Pokemon Sword and Shield in it. Well, this is the Japanese dub version. And people are saying, like, I don't know what the heck they're saying. You know we don't either. There's no subtitles. We just make up our own things. I want to kill Pokemon. Pikachu wants to kill Pokemon. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's delicious. Okay, now this is bestiality. Alright. Okay, this is really weird. Who the heck is this guy? The whole time I was playing this, I'm like, I don't remember him. Okay. Yeah, so there's... I'm not gonna watch the anime, but I'm gonna look forward to what comes next to the games. And the live-action movie. I didn't even know they were doing that. They detected Pikachu. Oh, I thought you meant there was another one. 
Well, there will be another one. Yeah, they said they're. I think either they're going to make a sequel or they're going to make a spinoff with Charmander or something. I don't know. So there's that. Now let's talk about the Game Awards because, you know, both of us are gamers and we like to... Actually, one thing Kate always asks me is like, what is... Let's talk about the top 10 best games of all time. That is a really hard thing and pretty much impossible. But we can always talk about the best of the year. Well, there's always award ceremonies for that too. And how do you feel about award ceremonies in general? Usually I don't pay much attention to them because they're usually you know rigged or kind of played a certain way played out so you know but you know that doesn't mean they all are yeah i mean definitely not definitely can't be rigged from the man the myth and the legend and that is jeff keely you're like who is jeff keely well if you pay attention to the gaming news at all you probably know about mr jeff keely here in fact i remember jeff keely first from oh you might actually have to have to bring the video up but i i want to play this jeff keely he's the host of a lot of things he's worked for game trailers and all that but talk about the gaming he's even been in some uh yeah he's actually hosted e3 discussions and all that g3 has been going down so i mean sony's been leaving e3 ea kind of doesn't care either so but hey you know what we got jeff keely and i do respect jeff keely because see he is very passionate about video games he really loves video games and a lot of people like to get cynical about his show saying he's only in there for the money but he really loves just celebrating video games and i think that is great when you're doing that for a living that should be something you want to do but i want to show this this is was jeff keely being interviewed by a muppet and this is muppet well by a puppet guy and this is from Mega64, but this was back in 2008. Now Keeley's just been hosting this show. But anyway, this was back when Jeff Keeley was just coming up, and he just started off by fighting with this puppet. We're the number one video game show on TV. Spike! Spike TV? Yeah! Oh, I get it. They have, like, Star Trek Next Generation reruns, don't they? And one of the things they do is they have Star Trek, they have CSI, they have... Ooh. Okay, this part where he just starts to lose it. Like, he's looking at the camera like, this mother... Okay. And now Jeff Keighley is cool. So it's like, (laughs) he went from this to... In fact, I actually... And this was back before I was just fully confident in even talking to people who've done really big things. But I actually passed by Jeff Keighley when at QuakeCon a couple years back. Say anything to him? No, actually, that's the thing is... I was on my way to the food trucks and then Jeff Keighley was on his phone and he passed by me. But, I mean, he was probably on his way to go up on the stage in the back so i didn't really like say anything but he was there no i ended up talking to adam sessler which i grew up watching x-play it's funny they're the whole thing about never meet your heroes adam sessler is a cool guy in person meeting him but he was on drugs a lot after yeah after you know being well he was smoking a lot and when i was talking to him he was like because in in x-play he's always just so calm and professional he's like star wars battlefront 2 gets a four out of five and what meeting him in person is like hey kid how's it going my name is adam susser what's your name kid oh that's (laughs) 
Oh, he doesn't do that. That's more me. Drugged out. Yeah, he is more drugged out. So pretty much Jeff Jeff Keighley is the, the the man standing, the man, the myth, and the legend. But now people are saying, yeah, well maybe he should go because he's just ruining his own game awards. Why is that though? Well, so there's a game that came out that got mixed reception because some people say this game is amazing. This game is inspiring. It tells us about what it means to be human, what it means to connect to each other. And other people are saying, no, this is just a boring fetch quest of walking from this place to the next. In fact, when you look up trailers of this game, Death Stranding, they are eight minutes long. And eight minutes long, five of it, five minutes of it is spent walking. And some people love that. Other people don't. But it's gotten some mixed reception. But Jeff Keighley really loves it. Jeff Keighley really loves... Hayao Kojima so much that he hyped up the... He hosted a release party for Death Stranding. He cameoed in Death Stranding. Well, actually, let me play... Let me play the trailer for Death Stranding. This, this is a little weird, but I'm going to play the game words because, well, you're a gamer, so you probably want to know who's up for what. But first, let's, let's, let's just uh, get a little fresher what Death Stranding is. Yeah, because this is the one-minute version that they played only this trailer because this is the trailer that's not stretched out. So, because if you look at the exact the actual game, you're not really doing as much as you think in regards to what you see here. Here we go. is by just doing fetch quests over and over again. What you see in that commercial, that is what you're doing for the game for 40 hours. 40 hours of taking these packages and just walking over through this canvas to go to this area where this hologram gives you a thumbs up. I mean, there are enemies you f- that will probably try to stop you. There's rain that can de-age you and all that. But that is what the game is about. Just walking. And it's a great walking game. Kinda. There's some people say walking simulator. So yeah. And people are like, oh wait, what is this Jeff Keeley bias towards Death Stranding? Well, that's where you go to this scene right here. Notice that this is your gameplay. This is like the shortened version of it, but yeah, that is the game. All you're doing. Just walking. Yeah. In fact, they fast forward just so you can get to this part. In fact, I'm going to fast forward for you. But anyway, here we go. Okay, who is that? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Is that Jeff Keighley? Is that who it's supposed to be? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. 
Well, the, the reason why you probably don't know is that's Jeff Keighley's body, but someone's voicing him. Which is a weird thing that he did is... So, Guillermo del Toro is in this movie, but his body is in this movie. Like, someone else is voicing him. So they did that with Jeff Keighley as well. And basically, it goes deeper because Jeff Keighley's character, this Jeff Keighley body, he plays a mascot for Kojima Productions, the studio that makes uh, Death Stranding. There's a bit of fourth wall breaking in this game. But Kojima, who made Metal Gear Solid, which is great, all those games, yeah, made this. And... Let's go to the Game Awards. So what is going uh, running up for the Game Awards? Because the Game Awards is actually... It's this uh, old ceremony. No. No, this is... Th- wait, what? Wait, kick butt? Your logo... Okay, I just typed in a completely different thing. This has nothing to do with the Game Awards. Okay, I apologize for that. That was not what you needed to see. Game Awards. Let's see. Actually, why don't I just Google it? The Game Awards. Wait, this is guaranteed... Yeah, no, this is guaranteed. You're gonna get the fifth fighter. You might even get some more things about either Bayonetta 3 or maybe maybe a little bit Metroid Prime. I'm not, I think it might be early for that. Maybe it won't, but... And the thing is, you get to vote for these nominees. So you, you just have to sign up for... On, you just have to get an account or sign in. And then you can vote for who you think should win in each of these. You can place your ballot. Although, it is a popularity contest, but... You can vote, you know, just like you vote for the president. You know, vote for, vote against Trump, vote against, what, okay, I don't know what analogy is that for this, but anyway. So let's look at the game of the year. So these are the, what's, they consider the best games of 2019, or at least the runner-ups. So you got Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. The other two are Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and The Outer Worlds. Okay, okay. Who do you think is going to win? Before I look at everything else. Here, show it to me again. Show me the first couple. Okay, so we're going to go in reverse. Outer Worlds, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Death Stranding, and Control. I have only played Smash Bros. out of those, so I... Well, we have Resident Evil 2 Remake, The Outer Worlds, and Control, so if you ever wanted to play those. Yeah, we have that on the PS4. Best Action Game, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. Okay. Best Action Adventure Game, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2 Remake, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Best Art Direction, Control, Sinar Wild Hearts, Gruss, Death Stranding, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, while also The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Best Audio Design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Okay, I'm gonna kind of speed through this. And community support. So this is games that have been supported by community. You know, Apex Legends, there's Destiny 2, all these online games. But I don't know you play online games, so. Content Creator of the Year. Well, these are YouTubers. You watch YouTube? Sometimes. Any of these guys ring a bell? Um, no. Okay. Well, then, screw that. You do watch esports, though. Yeah. Do you know the coaches or any of them? Mm, no. What is What is this? These are best esports coach. Uh, no. I don't know any coaches. Okay. Esports event. Okay. This is... All right. This is going to... Yeah, the Evo League and... 
a watch league Fortnite esports game of the year counter-strike global offense dota 2 league of legends a watch okay anyway esports host okay so i'm assuming you probably don't know any a lot of these are blizzard stuff no okay all right, so then we can skip through all that. Best family... This is the funny thing. So best family game. It's always conquered by Nintendo. Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Maker 2, Ring Fit Adventure, which I heard was good. It's the new, like, we, you know Wii Sports and Wii Fit? Yeah. This is like the next Wii Fit thing. But Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Yoshi's Willy World. Okay, we're gonna... Best fighting game. Ooh, best fighting game. Dead or Alive 5, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. Oh, and here's where some people are upset about the Game Awards. Also, fresh indie game presented by Subway. That's very... Chill. Yeah, it's like okay, so that that that's what does that say of indie games? So that that that's like okay, you mean the subway? So I'm like, all, all right, all these advertisements that somebody called it the game advertisements because they throw all these weird commercials that don't relate. I'm like, what does subway relate to gaming? No correlation. Yeah, so it's like okay, so they're gonna there's gonna be an ad for subway while they present the best indie game, which I'm sure is not gonna upset anyone, which is a tall lie anyway we got disco elysium gris outer worlds my friend pedro slay the spire an untitled goose game which i played all of them game direction okay i'm actually i'm gonna skip through part of this so you can but control death stranding shadows die twice outer wilds resident evil 2 games for impact okay we'll just skip through this best independent game presented by subway of course best mobile game oh yeah there, there was that call of duty game on mobile I don't know that. Best multiplayer game. Apex Legends, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I I thought people didn't play Tom Clancy. Anyway. Best narrative. A Plague's Innocent Tale. Control. Death Stranding. Disco Elysium. And The Outer Worlds. Best ongoing game. Okay, we can go through that. Best performance. Ashley Birch as uh, Parvati from The Outer Worlds. Courtney Hope as Jesse Fate. Faden from Control, Laura Bailey from Gears 5, Mads Mikkelsen, Death Stranding. Oh, there's another one, Norman Reedus in Death Stranding. There's two Death Stranding actors. You see the connection yet? Yeah. Uh, from all of them, actually. Oh, well, there's two Control actors, too, so I guess there's that. Best role-playing game. Okay, Kingdom Hearts 3, Monsters, Underworld. Death Stranding again. Wait, hold on a second. Best musical score. Death Stranding has best musical score or Cades of Hyrule or Kingdom Hearts, all that. But yeah, Death Stranding's in Best Music. Or should I say, is it cool? Sports Racing Game? Yeah, okay. That would be funny if Death Stranding was in that. Best Sports Racing Game. Death Stranding. <laughs> Everything's Death Stranding. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. So, what was the game that had the most, like, nomination list? I mean, Death Stranding? Yep. And let's look at the, um, about. Let's see. Who's on the board here? Board of, the advisory board. We got Rob Kostick from Act Division. Laura Mail from EA. Phil Harrison from Google. Heyo Kojima on the advisory board. Who's that? The guy who made Death Stranding. Oh, okay. Phil Spencer. Yeah, yeah. So he's on the advisory board. So all this is Death Stranding. Death Stranding, Death Stranding. Do you think it's gonna win? I have no... I have... I've never seen a Game Awards before, so I'm not really sure how they run and okay. what to expect, but... 
if it's rigged like that, then sure, I expect to win, I guess. Yeah, well, what, I mean, you could vote for your favorite, you could vote for Smash Brothers. I think that's the only one I played, uh, to be honest with you. Well, didn't you play Super Mario Maker? Well, okay, well, I'm sure, there is, but like, I, yeah. out of all those, I didn't play too many of them. Okay. But, do you think that Death Stranding should be getting all those nominations? Um, I've never played it, so I have no idea. But I mean, knowing about Jeff Keighley's involvement in it, and then there is actually another thing. So there, now it is addressed because Jeff Keighley did come out and say, "Hey, I didn't do this. Go look at the FAQ, and you'll see." People went to the FAQ, and it does say that Jeff Keighley was not involved in deciding the six nominees or nominations. But one the person, or one of the people who was or one of the yeah one of the individuals who didn't make the decision is it's in a site called Fumetsu. it's a japanese game reviewing site and they gave death stranding a full, perfect 40 over 40 but missing that the owner of Fumetsu has a cameo in death stranding so it's another rigged thing i mean i don't really i have here's my prediction i think death stranding is not gonna win because one you're giving the vote to the user and death stranding is so mixed upon the user that it's probably not going to win and since this is a popularity contest i'm just going to say it's going to be between smash brothers and resident evil 2 that will win and yeah smash brothers resident evil 2 are out of worlds but yeah death stranding is not going to win game of the year i mean i'm gonna place my doubts right there but really i don't care because i have my own awards of best of game like i don't like whatever the game awards decides is the best whatever everybody likes to think that if an award ceremony says this is the best ever and that's definitive it's like just true fact when really it's just someone else's opinion or it, again you could say everyone's gonna have their own favorites i will tune into it again they got the announcements they got the reveals because that if there's anything to tune in for the game awards it's all the reveals they put in like in between like best award uh, ceremony because they last year they chugged in a ton of reveals there were a ton of game reveals probably will be something big out of nintendo so there's even something to see from them i don't know but i'm i'm looking forward to december 12th either way that's december 12th yeah december 12th on thursday thursday night you gonna watch it uh i might Oh well. Whatever it'll be, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Then maybe Jeff Kelly will get mad at more puppets. So Jeff Kelly's the bad guy in this all? No. He seems like a really nice guy. But a rigged nice guy? I think a guy who doesn't... Well, I don't know. I think he really wants the best... Like, if I want to be honest, I'll say the Game Awards the last two years, they've been way better than the Game Awards several years ago because there was a time i remember it was 2009 or 2010 when they did the game awards and they threw so many advertisements in the award ceremony like it was every single award was sponsored by something else and they would do things like award best voice actress or best voice actors from they would give the award for best performance from megan fox from the transformers movie game tie-in you know megan fox in the transformers movie she spends the whole movie showing off her butt no yeah that is pretty much that they sexualized the heck out of megan fox in those movies 
So, like, saying, well, best performance, it's like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? And then there's the other weird thing where Modern Warfare 2 won all the awards except Game of the Year, which was won by Uncharted 2. Now, in my opinion, I think that's a way better game than Modern Warfare 2, but it is weird that Uncharted 2 doesn't... Like, I think Uncharted 2's only other reward was Best PS4 or Best PS3 exclusive, and they they didn't award it anything else. So it's like, okay, I mean, these awards... They don't make, they make no sense. Let's just be real. Both movies and, excuse me. Oh my gosh. Both movies and game awards, they don't make any sense. But they're there just for cringe and just for fun. And that's why I enjoy watching these award ceremonies for both the right and wrong reasons. But I am looking forward to whatever the reveals are. Well, December 12th can't come soon enough. Oh, you know what? We were going to do a review for Call of Duty, but we've extended so much time talking about Pokemon and the game awards that we'll just end it here. And I'll just have to write about Call of Duty because you haven't played it. So, yeah. But we have it upstairs on the PS4 if you ever want to. Okay. So, yeah, I'll just have to get my thoughts out on uh, my Warfare through written format. But anyway, this has gone on long. Uh, even though when I edit down, it'll be, like, much less than two hours. So, thank you so much for coming on again, uh, yeah, as always. Was, uh, you know, it was nice coming on the podcast and talking about some cool games, and, you know. Yeah. Theorizing some things. Yeah, and we'll, I'll probably bring him back for when we do the best of 2019, either very late. They're going to be the end, very end of December or even early uh, January, because you come back like the 18th, right? Uh, around there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... 18th, 20th, something like that. Yeah, I want to make sure I be able to get through these these games so I can kind of be able to... And then even give you time to even play some of this. Because we're going to get Solab from... Or try to get Solab from the... A second opinion podcast on a friend of mine who also does journalism so we'll have a three-round discussion on that and I'll also share my thoughts on the game awards when it happens which was the 12th so that'll be something anyway thanks for having me chase yep yeah can't wait for the next time definitely and that'll be that for now we'll see you next time bye